Head over to miniaturemarket.com where they have thousands of board games at discounted prices and you can sign up for product alerts. Hello my friends, it's the Game Boy Geek here. I can't believe it's already the end of October and Essen Spiel Fair is almost here. So, I've gone through the great Board Game Geek list. Thank you Eric Martin and team there for putting this together. Over a thousand games that will be for sale at Essen. I've gone through that list and here's going to be my 10 most anticipated, the ones I'm most excited about. Now later this week, or actually next week probably, I'm going to be releasing a video of the top 10 games that are releasing in Essen that I've already played. And in my opinion, that's even a more tried and true list because those are ones that I've played, I've mostly already reviewed, and I've given my thumbs up for, where this one's like, hey, this looks cool, uh, I'm excited about it, and here's why. Now, on this list, I've only placed games that are listed for sale, so you should be able to buy all of these that are there. And if you haven't subscribed to my channel, go ahead and do that below so you don't miss that other video about Essen coming out in just a few more days. Number 10. All right, first one on this list is called The City. This is sort of a reprinting of an older game. Uh, it's two to five player, takes 30 minutes to play. Uh, I think it was like back in like uh, 2011. Uh, this came out, it's, it's designed by Tom Lehman, who's done a lot of really popular games. This has all new art, it's been redeveloped a little bit, uh, and it's in English for the first time from what I, I, I know. Now this is sort of a sort of a tableau building, city building game, I love city building games, where you're using cards for both currency and to build them, one or the other. Um, and so that's always an interesting thing where you have to give up cards to do something else and those always bring tough decisions and I like that so I'm hoping this does this just as well. Um, so you're trying to simultaneously select what you want to build, everyone flips it up, and then you pay for what you want to build with other cards. But much as you might imagine in city building games, some cards play off other cards. For example, the university is worth one more point for each school you have in play. Or the Autobahn is worth $1 and one point for each car symbol you control. So there's a lot of these different sort of synergies that you're trying to build in your city. Uh, and I just love city building games. This one looks like a beautiful version of this. Uh, and this is done by Eagle Griffin Games. This will be at their booth for sale at uh, Hall 4, H102. They're also in Hall 4, I-104. And also in Hall 5, H113. There's three booths listed there. I'm not sure which one this will be at, so I gave you all three. Number nine. This next one is sort of not a sequel, but a, a, the third in a series called Beastie Bar. This is called Beastie Bar 3, Born to be Wild. This is a two to four player card game. It's just a 20 minute game. Uh, Beastie Bar, there's three of them, as I just mentioned, and all of them are standalone games. This isn't an expansion. You can play it on its own, but if you have one or the other two, you can mix and match them. So what happens is each of these Beastie Bar games comes with these great big tarot-sized cards, beautiful artwork, different animals on them, and each of these animals do something different. And what you're doing, it's called Beastie Bar because all you, all these cards are different kinds of beasts, and you're trying to get into the bar. And there's a bouncer there, and you're trying to be up to the front when there's five cards that are at, that end up being in line, and you get in. You're gonna get points for each of the animals you get in, but each of the animals trigger in a different way. Some of them are stronger than others, but they, you know, some of them block others. Some of them jump in front of others. Some of them do all sorts of things, and each of them have a special ability. And it's the interaction between all those cards that makes this game so interesting. And again, you can mix and match this with the other Beastie Bars. If you're looking for one of those little sort of somewhat chaotic but fun tactical games, it has a regular version and an advanced version. 
Um, check this out because again, you can buy this on its own, but also buy the other ones and mix and match. This is from uh, Zach Verlag. They're in hall three and they're gonna be at booth J108. Number eight. Okay, this next one, these, it's a little bit of a cheat because these are three mini expansions for a game I love, but the game's so cheap, I want to bring this to your attention because I think this is a game that is highly uh, underrated and a lot of people still don't know about it. It's a two-player trick-taking game called Claim. Uh, and there's two of them out there. There's Claim, and then last year I believe they came out with Claim 2. Now, both of those games can be played on their own or mixed together. Now, Claim, again, two-player trick-taking game where each game has a certain amount of factions of, of different, you know, factions of cards. And each of those factions have a special ability that trigger when you play them. And so each of the Claim's games are amazing. And when you mix them together, wow, great replayability. This uh, section here, um, there's three mini expansions. There's... Uh, it's called Claim Reinfor Reinforcements, and there's Magic, Maps, and Mercenaries. And so now these, you need either Claim or Claim 2 to play them. But again, one of the reasons why I'm mentioning this is because I want you to go get Claim, because it's amazing, but also get these too. Uh, the Mercenaries ones has, you know, Heroes, Elves, Orcs, Cy Cyclops. The Magic one has Wizards, Druids, Shapeshifters. Also has Artifacts and Potion cards. And the Maps have Phoenixes, Unicorns, uh, and has some Maps locations in other words. So I bring this to your attention because it's a game that doesn't get played enough or talked about enough. It's a fantastic Scott Alms designed this game, you know, who's done all the tiny epic games. Uh, now, it, at Essen, this is white. You know, so if you like Far Fox in the Forest, which is a very popular two-player trick-taking game from Renegade Games, which I love, I like this one even better, just to show you how good this game is. Uh, so White Goblin Games has this at Essen. They're in Hall 3, booth M is in Mark, 118. Uh, and if you're in North America, Deep Water Games will be bringing this over because they've already brought over Claim, and I believe Claim 2 already. Uh, so check this out. Number seven. Number seven is called Bus. This is sort of a heavier game from Capstone Games. This originally came out in 1999. It is a network and route building game. It's got a pick up and deliver component. It's for three to five players, takes about two hours. You're trying to deliver as many people to their destinations as you can by building a network of your bus route be able to get there. But um, where they go vary. They might want to go to work in the morning or the bar at night or, uh, or to home. And so depending on where they want to go, you're trying to get them there and you're going to have to sort of do different things depending on the round. Also on some actions, like when you're expanding your route or building, the first player to choose that action will actually end up ex executing that action last, which leads to a lot of you know interesting games of sort of chicken and some painful decisions. Uh, this looks like, I like route building, I like things like that. Capstone's been on a roll lately. This is a heavier game, I, uh, um, but it's one I'm definitely interested in from Capstone Games. They're in Hall 2, booth C-102. Number six. All right, number six. Uh, this game, I think, went through Kickstarter from what I know. Uh, it's called Aftershock, San Francisco, and Venice. Uh, this is coming to us by Stronghold Games. One of the co-designers is Alan Moon, the one who's done Ticket to Ride. Now, the world's been hit with huge mega earthquakes uh, and the worst destruction devastated, devastated San Francisco and the Bay Area. Uh, so essentially this game is a time of rebuilding to restore this area to its former glory. It's an area control game, two to five players, takes about an hour. You'll be spending money to acquire cards, uh, which are used to increase population 
build bridges, and determine where the aftershocks are going to occur. Now you can purchase these cards from other players in a close economy, and you'll also be secretly choosing areas that you think might score behind your shield. Uh, seems pretty interesting. It actually has a little bit of looking a little bit like Ticket to Ride of having different colors go from the bridges from different spots. Uh, this is gonna be at the Stronghold Games booth. They're in Hall 3, bo uh, booth number 0107. Number five. The next one uh, is a game by Freedom and Freeze, one of my favorite designers. This one's called Fast Sloths. This is for two to five players. It's 45 minutes long. Essentially, you're all sloths who, of course, are lazy, but they want to have fun too. And so they're going to have different animals bring us around the board. Essentially, this is a racing game and pick up deliver where you as a sloth is the item being picked up and delivered. So you're trying to get picked up by different animals and brought to be touching all the different trees, but each of the animals move and act differently. Also, only about half of the animals, six of the 12, are used each game, so there's tons of replayability, different ways to work out different puzzles in this game. So on a turn, you're basically drafting two or three cards of different animal types, and then you're basically playing all cards of one animal type to move that animal. And again, they all move in different ways, so it's gonna be sort of very puzzly in that regard, but you're drafting the cards and trying to plan ahead. There's no luck in the game, you know exactly what's going on other than which cards come out, but you're saying what to do when. Um, you're trying to get to all the trees faster than all the others. Now, it appears that this game's gonna be there in two different versions, the sort of the German version at 2F Spiel, uh, they're in Hall 3, booth L104, but it also looks like Stronghold Games might be having a, an English version as well. And they're in Hall 3, booth O107. Number 4. This next one, number 4, I don't know a lot about it. There's not a lot of info on it. It's called So You've Been Eaten, and it's called a 0-2 to two player game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Figure it out. It's 30 minutes. It's an asymmetrical, essentially, two-player game. One player plays as the miner, a miner, who's been eaten by a beast, who's the other player. Now, the miner's going to be earning points by trying to collect crystals from inside the beast's stomach, and the beast earns points by developing immune responses and by its bacteria attacking the miner. What? What a bizarre theme, but it sounds kind of cool. The miner's going to win by instantly collecting all different uh, eight different crystals and the beast wins by by digesting the miner after the attack of four bacteria of the same type now you can also play it solo as a minor player against a sleeping beast or a beast player against a robot miner and a game for zero players what a sleeping beast against a robot miner i have no idea what that means but it sounds intriguing anyway this looks really cool i like asymmetric games i like two-player games so this is right up my alley this is from luda creations they're going to be in hall one Booth D is in Dan, 129. Number three. Number three is called Aquatica. This is for one to four players. It's 30 to 60 minutes long. Uh, Aquatica is a deep but easy to learn family engine builder about underwater kingdoms. Uh, you'll be needing to capture and buy locations, recruit new characters, and complete goals. You're gonna be combining actions. Uh, you can basically build this engine if you it says if you have a good strategy you can actually take 10 actions in a row wow i hope they're fast <laughs> uh, but it has this unique mechanism of card rising where a card is different things and as certain things happen that card is going to rise up on the water very thematic and it's going to display different things about that card as that happens uh, this is brought to us by cosmodrome games who did smartphone ink last year a big hit uh, this just and the art in this game just looks amazing they're in hall two 
They're in uh, booth D is in Dan, 113. Number two. Number two is also a Cosmodrome game. The one we just talked about was, and now this one is Skytopia in the Circle of Time. For two to four players, it takes 40 to 60 minutes. This is an engine building Euro game where you're building your own city. I love city building games. I like engine building games and the art in this looks really cool. Also, there's this unique gear where you can basically, as you manipulate this gear, you can either construct faster, but it costs more, uh, different things like that. So there's not a whole lot of information about this out yet. Uh, essentially, there's two phases. You're gonna be building in a, in a completion phase where you essentially will place buildings on your own pad. Uh, and a worker placement phase where you send that golem to the construction site. Uh, and every time you build something, you might activate some cards, which have been built earlier, giving you that engine building. Again, that's all I know about this. It looks cool. The art looks cool. That unique gear seems interesting. You know, paying more to do things faster. Uh, it just it just looks cool. Cosmodrome uh, was on a roll with the Smartphone Inc. And the one I just mentioned looked cool before this. So Cosmodrome games will be in Hall 2 in booth D as in Dan, 113. Number one. Okay, my number one, I must preface this by saying um, the original Azul, I was okay on. Um, I was fine, it was okay. I think it got way too overhyped. I, it won the Spiel des Jahres and a lot of people love the game. A lot of people love it a lot more than I do. I just think it's, oh, it's good. And then Azul last year, the stained glass of Sintra came out and it blew my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like an amazing version of Zul. That game was one of my favorite games of the year last year, and it really made me rethink Azul, and everyone I've showed it to really likes it. But here's another one, a new one. Standalone game, not an expansion, Azul Summer Pavilion. And this looks even more interesting to me than even the Glass of Sintra. It's got some new concepts, but keeps a lot of the things the same. Now the tiles are diamond-shaped. There's also Joker sort of wild tiles that you're forced to take if one's there, which could be bad or could be good, depending on how many extra tiles you're going to be able to keep. Uh, the player boards, everyone has their own. They have seven sets of colors, uh, uh, basically seven big sets that you're placing those tiles on. Six of those all have to be the same color in the same sort of area, but one of them needs to be one of each color. So some differences there. Also, each has a number of those spirals of one to six, and you've got to discard that many tiles of that color to place a tile. Like if you're placing six uh, onto the six blue spot, you've got to discard six tiles, at least one of them got to be blue, in order to place there. You're going to get points for that tile and each connected tile in that section. So that sounds kind of cool. Also, there's different aspects of your board. There's uh, pillars and statues and windows. And anytime you so completely surround one of those with tiles, you get to take tiles from the middle. So that will change things of the timing of the game as well, which I think is really cool. You're going to find the right time to finally surround some of those things. Also, you can carry over four tiles from each round uh, and, and, and all the end bonuses um, at the end of the game, you're trying to finish seven of all one color or seven of all one number, like all the ones, all the fives, things like that. So it seems like this game has, again, uses a lot of the similar Azul mechanisms, but also adds a lot of unique twists that seem really interesting to me. Um, and this is done by Next Move Games, but I, it appears they're going to be at the Plan B Games booth, which essentially is the same company. Next Move is sort of an imprint of Plan B Games. Uh, and if that holds true, Plan B Games is at uh, Hall 3, at booth 0117. All right, well, there you have my top 10 most anticipated games at Essen. Later this week, I'm gonna come out with my top 10 games I've already played that are releasing there. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that so you don't miss that. Uh, and I hope you've enjoyed this. This has been the Game Boy Geek, breaking down barriers, growing relationships through board games by helping you find the next one you'll love.
This video was shot on a Game Topper, the ultimate gaming accessory. After successfully fulfilling their first Kickstarter, Game Toppers are taking the world by storm. Now you can get your own portable gaming top by participating in Game Topper's Kickstarter 2.0 starting June 25th, 2019. New styles, new sizes, and amazing new game mats. Go to GameToppersLLC.com to enter a full Game Topper system valued over $1,000 to also bring you to the Kickstarter project page and to Late Pledge.